Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, a boutique real estate firm that is home to over 30 real estate sales and marketing consultants who service home buyers and home sellers throughout Boston, the South Shore, the South Coast, and Cape Cod. Our firm takes pride in assisting our clients in the next chapter of their lives by taking a holistic approach to their real estate endeavors. We believe that every move should be a moving experience. Every week, my real estate team member, Mary Baker, and I, along with the director of Boston Connect Real Estate, Melissa Wallace, provide you with our unique marketing approach to selling homes and share with you our expertise in navigating the home buying process. We like to mix it up sometimes, so not only will you hear our perspective on real estate topics, but you will hear the expert thoughts and opinions of some of our real estate agents at Boston Connect Real Estate and the preferred professionals that we trust. Be part of our roundtable. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you listen to podcasts at Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. And hello to all my South Shore neighbors. You are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. My name is Melissa Wallace, and I am joined in studio with my team member, Mary Baker. Hello. Hello, everybody, and happy late 4th of July. Happy late 4th of July. Yeah. Now it's the 5th. Now it's the 5th of July. But you know what? It's been a it's been a whole celebration, a whole couple of days of celebrating. Yeah, yeah. We had um, some time off and we got to celebrate. We and, sure did. Um, have a couple cocktails and take a dip in the pool. And my dog will have anxiety <laughs> for the rest of his life after yeah. all the fireworks. Poor, but... De- poor Dexter. Um, I'm sure there are listeners out there who sympathize with you and have dogs, even cats that yeah, are. If you hiding. have any ideas besides drugging them with trazodone <laughs> or Benadryl, yeah, because both were tried. Yeah, they they yeah he was. He was he was sad. He was a sad boy. Yeah, but but we got through it. We did. Yeah, we got through it. I didn't it. see any fireworks this year though. I know there was a I know there was a lot going on locally, a lot of um yeah, um, um different events or town events, but I did not see any. Yeah, we I know Julia. Um, we've talked about Julia. She is one of our um it, well, the not one of uh, She's the, the administrative coordinator here. She created this um nice little Canva thing for um all of the Connect pages with all the fireworks that are happening, the parades that were happening um over the weekend, the third and the fourth. But um no, yeah, I didn't see any in person either. Yeah, I could hear them like from a distance, like mm-hmm. people in their homes <laughs> setting them it up. It started early. It started on Thursday, in my opinion. Yeah, and even yesterday, we were like, "What are you doing? Like, it's still like light out. The sun didn't go to sleep until like nine o'clock last I night." I know, I know. Um, but yeah, though, no, it was good. We had a good weekend. We sure and, did. Uh, but and now, the weather was beautiful. It was absolutely yeah. gorgeous. Could not perfect. have asked for anything better. It was perfect. Not like today. Thank thank goodness that today isn't the Doom <laughs> It's a little gloomy outside, but um, hopefully we'll brighten up your, your day or your night here. Yeah, we're going to talk about <laughs> with our good things today. Um, yeah, so uh, Sharon is not with us tonight. She's probably um, listening in, though. She's probably, she yeah, she's probably listening. We are live on Facebook, so um, in a moment I'm going to hand it over to Mary so I can get us on all the Connect pages, and um, you can watch us live on Facebook. 
Um, you can call into the studio, 781-837-4900. George is waiting for your call on the edge of his seat. He might even be standing. <laughs> As we are. As we are. I sure am. Um, to, yeah, you sure, you sure are um, to take your call. But, um, yes, so Sharon is not joining us this week, but I know she, I believe it's this Saturday, she's going to be on McNamara on Money for oh. two hours um, awesome. and then doing the show after. So you can listen to Sharon for three hours on Saturday. <laughs> she's going to have to have a lot to talk, say. talk about real estate uh, and, and all that Different financial stuff. impacts. That will be an interesting yeah. show, actually. Yeah, it um, will be interesting. And then I think they're going to carry it on um, probably in, in, into, into talk real estate. Into talk real estate. I think That'll so. be good. Either that or I just made it up. So well, now find that's out. What, now that's what they're doing. Tune in on Saturday. Saturday to figure out if that's what they're going to be talking about. Um, but tonight we are going to be talking about home inspections. Might be a little crazy thinking that, you know, all these buyers are waiving their home inspections. But Mary, who is the buyer specialist on our team, really the specialist of everything, um, <laughs> is going to be uh, sort of telling everybody that, no, not everybody is waiving home inspections. And we're going to put a little twist on it. We're going to be talking mostly about summertime because it is summer. Mm-hmm. Like what we said, are looking for? Like we said, it is after the 4th of July. That means we're half... Is that mean we're halfway through? No, it was just... First day of summer was June 21st, 23rd, something like that. I don't know, but I thought you were going to say, oh, does I, that mean we're halfway through the year? And I was like, well, yes. I was going to say halfway July through the summer. I'm the not seventh, ready for right. it. Um, no. No, it's not halfway through July. Halfway through the summer is what I was oh. thinking. Mm, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know that. No, but no, it is not. the summertime it's now. Not. So in case we replay this show, it is sometime after the 4th of July, <laughs> even though I've already told everybody that it's the 5th. Um, but yeah, so we're going to be talking about home inspections specifically in the summertime. We'll talk about them generally. And, and Mary will talk about, you know, um, how verbiage with offers and all that fun stuff. But then we're going to be sort of uh, focusing more on the summertime. And um, obviously we we always encourage buyers to do home inspections, but um, it might be a little bit different in the summer. So, yeah. Mary, why don't you take it away for a moment while I get us all situated on Facebook? Nice. Um, and if you have any questions and you guys want to call in and talk about home inspections or just different things that you should be looking for, you can um, reach George at the studio, the number is 781-837-4900, or you can always send us messages over on Facebook because um, we will be live on all of our pages soon. Um, so one of the reasons that I think home inspections are such a good topic to cover is because I think there's a lot of misinformation about them or not maybe not even necessarily misinformation, but a lot of buyers, um, I hear them talk about, are you going to pass or fail a home inspection? Or can I even have a home inspection? Or what types of home inspections can I have? Or what types of inspections can I have? So there's a lot of different nuances um, to kind of cover within that. And then, you know, we can delve into or jump into um, pre-offer home inspections. And maybe you're bringing a contractor through before you're writing your offer. And how to make your contingencies within um, the offer as strong as possible. You know, do you have a home inspection uh, through new construction? Or there's just all different fun little tidbits. And honestly, I think I might retire and become a home inspector. So (laughs) there, there is that. Um, I just, it's like a game of investigation. Uh, is it really retiring if you leave your job and then go to another job? I, I really like, I really careers. like home inspections. <laughs> well, yeah, but I really like home inspections. I really do. I think there's a lot to learn, um, and there's a lot, you know, that you can uncover and, um, 
kind of fun in my opinion. I used to be really nervous about them. I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to go into this and then this home inspector is going to rip the house apart and the buyers are going to get scared and what are they going to find? And now I'm like, ooh, what did you find? <laughs> ooh, what did you find? I've learned, I've learned that there's no problem so big that you can't solve it. Um, and that's what I like to say about just overlying or generalizing about home inspections is it's a tolerance item. It's not a pass or fail. It's what are you willing to tolerate within the prop within the property itself. I would say be able to fix or um, you've sort of given yourself the opportunity to be able to walk away if it is yes. too big. Yes. <laughs> so no problem you if can't you have, tackle. Yeah, if you have a savvy agent who has uh, sort of protected your um, your money, your interest, you can, your interest, you can walk away. But Certainly. Um, I think maybe that's a good portion to start with here. I don't know if you have, um, you know, uh, an order in which you want to tackle all of this. You can start with whatever you want. You have done far more home inspections than (laughs) I have. I pretty much only do home inspections if somebody else can't do it. But they're um, interesting when you go to them, right? They they are interesting, and I do learn a lot when I I do them. Like I said, they're they're sort of few and far between for me, but you are at them all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, But it, it it is it's very it's not just to scare people away i've said this multiple times on the show it's not to just scare people and to find everything that's wrong it's also to educate you especially first time home buyers or maybe um you know they're the first generation of home buyers in their in their family and they've never had to take care of these things um <laughs> it's you so get funny to, that you just said that why um well because it's, it's very true there are certain things that you don't know what you don't know mm-hmm. and especially if you weren't like i was raised in an apartment and there were just you know the home ownership items you know taking care of your found or like taking care of your foundation or taking care of your siding replacing windows i knew all of that stuff happened like i i had an idea before we purchased our house or even before i got into real estate that you know somebody was responsible for it but i never just the tiniest little things I never learned about. And actually, you could ask me today, where is the water shutoff for our house? I have no idea. I, I, Mark I hope, McNamara might I hope, know. I hope uh, Sam knows. Yeah. But, it's like, <laughs> but little things like I that. I Holly knows. <laughs> I'm sure she does. Um, it's little things like that that, you know, you want to be well-educated on your house so that you can take care of it. Um, and I think that's why we advocate for buyers performing these home inspections. And it's not really... We don't look at it as a renegotiation tactic anymore. It could potentially be, depending on what comes up, but in all reality, it's about educating yourself and learning about the property. And I think that's a good starting point. They are happening again. Mm -hmm. So, can buyers, can I have a home inspection? Absolutely. Like your offer, we are in a position now, and we've been talking about it for the past couple of weeks, where buyers have an opportunity to really. They're not in the driver's seat by any means, but navigate the offer process a little bit. So where did you sort of see the trend of buyers waiving their home inspection? When did that start? And then when did the trend of sort of, no, let's reintroduce this contingency? We have been talking about contingencies for what I feel like the past eight weeks, uh, but we <laughs> all different kinds of contingencies. Well, there's so much that goes into There house. is, there is. So to, that's why tonight, you know, we're talking about home inspections because they are happening again. So when did you see them sort of go to the wayside? When did you see them 
be introduced again to, to offers? It was always scattered. So sporadically, we would see offers coming through, um, you know, with buyers waiving their home inspections. And I would say early on in my career, so I've been with Sharon and Boston Connect and our team for 11 years now, early on, it was unheard of. I had, a buyer would not approach me about waiving a home inspection, but as a listing agent, we would see it come through pretty infrequently, maybe, you know, two a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would say about two years ago, well, actually, I'll rewind, about five or six years ago, I was selling a lot up in the city. And in the city, it was incredible, incredibly commonplace. So buyers were always waiving their home inspections and or doing pre-offer or mm. pre, yeah, pre-offer home inspections. Like bringing a, an inspector or somebody in the trades to their showing or to the open house. Yes. They would sort of already get the lay of the land and sort of be comfortable waiving that. Yeah. And I th- even when we talk about that, I think that was a huge risk on the buyer's part because essentially you're paying a third party person to come through and inspect the property. And it's not a full, it, it, to my knowledge anyway, I've never actually done one. It's not a full-blown inspection. So your typical inspections, there's a bunch of different ones that you can do, but more often than not, they're going to be about two to three hours, depending on the property that you're um, inspecting. The pre-home, the pre-offer home inspections, I don't believe are as thorough. They're kind of just looking for those big, big red flag items, mm-hmm. so that you can feel confident when you're writing up your offer. Um, waiving that there's not going to be any huge material defects and therefore your offer is stronger without that contingency. But you you still have the potential to not get that property. So you could waste, you could be wasting, you know, $500 or whatever. quotes. So if you're not watching us. Wasting. Well, I don't think of it as a waste, right? But you could be setting yourself up to lose Mm -hmm. $500 because Mm -hmm. again, you're paying a third party person to really go over this without any get or go over the house without any guarantee that you're going to win the offer. Yeah. Um, but I think back in the day, so five, six years ago, if you were in a position to do that, you're, uh, to, to do a pre-offer home inspection, you were setting yourself up to be one of the top contenders. Um, and then I would say about two years ago is when I started noticing that I would say 25 to even more than that, maybe 35% of our offers were coming through without home inspections, mm-hmm. um, you know, both from a listing perspective and even our buyers, you know, we've, we're always going to advocate that you do one, but yeah. we were noticing that we were getting beat out by offers that were waiving their inspections. Well, something that I've noticed through whether it was yours or, or Sharon's offers um, coming in on your listings, or if it was one of our other agents, is a lot of people were waiving their home inspection. And then once it got accepted, they said, oh, well, maybe you just want it for informational purposes only. Or mm-hmm. maybe it maybe it's if it's just, you know, the big ticket items. If the big ticket items, you know, come back then you know we would we might have a little bit of an issue but it's like no you either waive it or you don't and I think that the people were getting upset about okay so why did you just waste everybody's time like you should have just said no I want to have a home inspection and maybe your offer wouldn't have gotten accepted or no I don't want to do a home inspection end of story end of sentence like period like yeah. you know but now i feel like people are like okay maybe we should reintroduce the the whole offer like the whole um 
home inspection back into the offer because like there's no trickery anymore yeah <laughs> like, well, everything just needs to be straightforward we did notice that there was a lot of so you know when you start talking about waiving home inspections or waiving any contingency in general it's coming from an, uh, a place of desperation more than it is um competition right mm-hmm. so buyers are so desperate to get their offers accepted that they're kind of throwing caution to the wind maybe there's a circum there's a you know buyer or two in there that are just incredibly savvy they could have potentially owned a few properties before and or be in some type of trade that they you know go through these properties and really understand um you know what they're looking at mm-hmm. but more often than not we were seeing it happening because they were buyers were desperate to get these properties which desperation leads to remorse right right so the buyer's remorse was coming because they waived the inspection and then they get in there and they're like whoa x y and z is happening Mm -hmm. i Mm -hmm. can't believe i didn't know this i can't believe the seller didn't tell me i can't believe yeah you know i have to the the roof is a lot older than i anticipated well so i know i might be jumping a little bit but when you do a home inspection you do get a report at the end yes so um, and I bring this up because last week I um, I did a final walkthrough for one of our agents, Kristen Hallett. She's a full-time real estate agent here at Boston Connect Real Estate. She's been on our show multiple times. Um, she's, she's not even a guest anymore. I know. She's like I was a secondary just co-host. She, she's like a co-host at this point. Um, and I hope she's watching. But um, I did a final walkthrough for her. She was away. Um, and i went through the house with her clients and we noticed an odor and i said it it smelled sort of not moldy but like you could tell that it was water Mm -hmm. um and it was right where we were either in the kitchen or in the room off the kitchen and so i went over and i opened the dishwasher and the smell was not great (laughs) so i so they were like i bet this has never been run and i said well did your home inspector run the dishwasher and they were like oh i don't remember and i was like well i think typically they start the dishwasher as Mm -hmm. soon as the home inspection starts as soon as they come into the house so by the time the inspection is over the dishwasher is done and they can see if there's any leaks and everything and they said and I asked them, do you have your report? And they're like, yes, we do. <laughs> and so they looked in the report and they did run the dishwasher. And I said, I bet no one has opened that dishwasher since that because nobody was living there. Gotcha. So they ran the dishwasher. All the water was still in there. Just pooled and, and just had been sitting there. Had been sitting there for weeks. So that was the smell. So, um, I'm like an investigator too. Like so you, can be the, you can be the home inspector. I want to be, I want to investigate things. Yeah. You want to know what's causing, what's causing you, the issues or where is it, co- where it's coming from. But the good thing is, is that even like, I would say bring your home inspection report to your final walkthrough it's because not, it's something not a bad, if something like you don't remember something or you don't know if they did that or you did, you check this or was this like this before you can look at your report and be like, Oh yeah this was like that. Like I saw this, this, this was, you know, this isn't supposed to be like this. This is supposed to be fixed. A lot of home inspectors now too also take photos. So Mm -hmm. they're taking photos of the mechanicals so that you can have a reference point for when, you know, when you inspected it, was this art, was this mechanic, mechanical piece working? Yeah. You You know, what did it look like? Was it running? Did it need repair? And potentially you could have negotiated with the seller to get you know, something done, and yeah. certainly you and your agent will navigate that. Um, 
and just kind of looking over, you know, what needed to be repaired and did they have licensed professionals come in and all, yeah. and all that. But I agree. I think I always say my advice to buyers is, so we're kind of jumping ahead, uh, but always be there with your home inspector, right? So it's very, very important that you put that time aside and you're actually physically with your home inspector as they're walking through this house and you're listening to what they're saying. Because just like anybody, what they write, what they say to you in person, you know, Mm -hmm. delivery is everything. What they say to you in person is going to potentially be a lot different than what they write down in their report. Yeah. It's like text tone. Yeah. Like you don't know. (laughs) So I always say, you know, if a home inspector is looking at a heating system and he's, he's saying, all right, well, it looks like it's about 20 years old. It looks like the seller has been maintaining it. They have it serviced yearly, but I do see some corrosion over here. And maybe you want to have like this looked at, but it actually looks good for the age of the system and kind of normal is is to be expected. Mm-hmm. But then when you get the report, he's going to write needs repair. Yeah. Original needs rep- or, or 20 years old needs repair. So the delivery of what they're saying is potentially a lot different than what they're writing. Mm-hmm. So that's where I think um, a lot of sellers get nervous that, you know, home inspectors are going to come through and kill deals or, you know, are they antique houses, for example, you know, we, we see a lot of powder post beetle damage in antique house, termite damage or mm-hmm. wood boring um, wood boring insect damage. Yeah. That's very common based off of the age of the house. So inspector might come through and say, hey, very common based off the age of the house, nothing is active. Mm-hmm. But then they write that there is pre-existing damage. Yeah. You know, so you, you got to, there's a give and a take. What is normal to be expected and what is out of the norm? And yeah. you really want to focus on what's out of the norm. And we've said before, you know, everybody who's going to have an opinion or some sort of stake in this purchase should be, be present. Yeah. Um, but let's let's get to the specifics sure. of summer, okay? Okay. <laughs> we could go on and on and on about this, but we want to talk about specifically home inspections in the summertime. So, Mary, this was your idea. Why did you think of this for today? Well, so I, I actually love... I prefer to um, do home inspections in the winter because mm-hmm. you're seeing the house under the worst conditions um, that you will possibly see. It, when you're when you're looking at it in the summer, you're probably under the best conditions that you're ever going to see the property. So everything is lush and green, and you know um, there's not a, the ground isn't typically very wet. So from a leaking standpoint, for the foundation, mm-hmm. it's a little bit more difficult to see. So I thought it would be interesting just to chat about, you know, what to be looking for or the benefits, I guess, of your summer home inspections. Yeah. Well, you just said water. So like I would, I just thought of like drainage. So with drainage in the summertime, you'll be able to see, is there pooling of water somewhere either in the perimeter, direct perimeter of the home or even like throughout the yard because they might be covered by leaves in the fall or snow in the winter. Mm -hmm. Um, But you'll be able to sort of see that. And that's something that you wouldn't be able to see in Another yeah, season, there's so. a there's a pro and a con to everything, right? So mm-hmm. you say you think you know if I'm inspecting a property in the winter and there's five feet of snow on the ground or four feet of uh, mm-hmm. snow on the ground, fresh powder can't really see the foundation all that yeah. well, right? Can't potentially see the footings for the decks, can't yeah see all of that. So in the summer, it's to your benefit because yeah. you get to see the house under the best condition that it would probably ever be and really fully inspect it. But also, 
you might not know if under the worst conditions Mm -hmm. it's going to hold up. Right. But even like not being able to see things, like how many times have you heard, oh, the snow melted and we realized there's so much trash and like things left behind, debris left behind that was covered by snow Mm -hmm. and they sort of got away with it because now it's been four months. Yeah. And they're like, oh, it was the middle of the winter. I wasn't going out there. and I didn't remember that I left my big tractor trailer. (laughs) No, that actually did happen once. That did happen once. Um, (laughs) No, our rule of thumb there is if if it is not attached in any way, shape, or form, or your buyers have not asked for it, it is going. Yeah. If it is on your property and it's not attached, it's got to go. It's got to get out of there, get the dumpster, get it out of there quicker. Yeah. Um, So maybe um, just from a home inspection, not a home inspection, but a selling standpoint in the winter, if you're considering Mm -hmm. selling in the winter, Mm -hmm. start thinking of or preparing for it a lot earlier than you would necessarily have to do in the summer. Yeah. The summer is kind of like wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Right? You can kind of get on real quick and um, get it under agreement and get to closing. In the, in the winter, you have a lot more hindrances, yeah. right? The weather isn't really on our side here in New England. Yeah, um, but the weather could also not be on your side in the summertime. And I put a little, a couple of those oh, things interesting. in it. Trip me up? Yeah, I think, oh, oh, you didn't even think of these things. I didn't even think of these things until earlier today. But um, we'll, we'll talk about this part, and then we'll go into the specifics of a home inspection in the summer. But um, things that you have to consider is the heat. So when you're, when... I love where you're going with that. Purchasing a home that does not have air conditioning, um, your home is a lot hotter (laughs) than when it is in the summertime. So, you know, if you are inspecting the roof, a crawl space, the attic, those are, you know, very hot areas Mm -hmm. that um, can be potentially dangerous for people if they're in there for a long time. I usually feel like I'm cooking from the inside (laughs) out, no matter, even just sitting (laughs) sitting in a chair, let alone in a crawl space or in an attic. Um, But it's super important because, um, you know, you got to stay hydrated. I know these are like silly things, but like you really do. If you like, I I would want to know if, if I was a home inspector, I would want to know if I'm about to inspect a home that does not have central air or some sort of cooling yeah, system. Yeah, if, it, if, it, if it's uncomfortable. <laughs> if it's uncomfortable. Um, also, you have to, when you're outside, you have to, there are factors of bees or insects, ticks, anything. <laughs> like, I know these are funny things to you, but these are things that, that go through my head. I'm allergic to bees, so I don't want to be outside for longer than I have to be. I feel like inspectors at this point are probably used to the bugs. Like, I know a Well, couple, they shouldn't I, be. They shouldn't be stinging <laughs> anybody, okay? Yeah, Sam just got stung by a bee the other day, but he survived. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, you're, you're right. It will, so even from testing the heating system standpoint, mm-hmm. so let's take it, like, one step further into the mechanicals of the house. If, you're, if your house doesn't have central AC it, and it's 90 degrees outside, mm-hmm. we're really going to have a hard time so, getting that heating system yeah. to kind of kick on and be able to test it. And same things can be said in the winter. We've talked about this before. You know, in the winter, we can't test um, AC units. Yeah. Um, so if you have central air, the inspectors aren't able to turn the AC on. So you don't really know what the functionality of it is. You're relying your information solely based off of, or you're relying upon the information given to you by the seller. And it, the same would be said for a house that, um, for our house uh, specifically. I'm just saying that it could be dangerous, okay? They're going to have a heat pests. stroke. Yeah, there could be pests. We have chipmunks underneath the porch. Oh, we sure do. Okay. And then in the 
in the summertime, not the wintertime. So here we are with the chipmunks. But um, to look at. Yeah, but at something else that I saw, like I read earlier, was like mold, fungus, pests. Like those are things that could be living in these areas that you're now going to that are super hot, confined areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could be dangerous, but it's important to inspect. <laughs> yeah, because you want to know, well, you want to know what's going on. Yeah. And, you know, humidity, we know. So not necessarily, I wasn't going to say your better time to find mold um, or mildew would be in the summer. I think any time if it exists, if you have a moisture problem, you're going to find it regardless of the timing of year. Yeah. You just might find a different type of mold. I would say try to um, do your home inspection in the morning before the, the it gets way too hot. If it summer. doesn't have if it doesn't have um, some sort of cooling system. Well, but. one benefit to um, inspecting in the summer too is your pools. So we're yeah. seeing, and this is just something that um, we're seeing more and more of because we're seeing buyers want pools more or people having put pools in through COVID. And mm-hmm. um, it's just, it's, I don't know, they're more desirable now. People keep saying like, you know, pools don't add value, but you know, right now I would say, I would question that and say they add value to the person who wants a pool for sure. In the winter, forget it. You're not inspecting the pool whatsoever because yeah. um, you're not getting that cover off. And But if you can't inspect it, there are ways to find out information. So how? what would you do if it was in the wintertime and you were helping somebody purchase a home that has a pool? What, what sort of verbiage would you use? I guess it depends. It depends on my offer situation here, Melissa. If I'm up against, if you're up against nobody, this yes, is the perfect this situation. Is, this is the perfect situation for your buyer. They can find we're gonna out get anything. A- asking, yeah. we're not going to go crazy over. Yeah. We're going to write the the most perfect offer for our buyers. I would be requesting um, ages and maintenance records from whoever is maintaining the pool um, for the, for whoever the seller is. So requesting, you know, ages on the filter, ages on the liner. Um, and then any pool maintenance records that they would have, you know, we, so Sam and I use, and I know Sharon and Mark do as well, um, Sunshine Pool here in Pembroke. So if I were to go sell my house, I could get all of those records of everything that they've done to my pool over the past, I think, two, three years and be able to provide that to the buyer mm-hmm. and say, hey, listen, you know, when we closed it up, this is what we did. We replaced X, Y, and Z when we opened it up last year. This is who maintains it. They open it for us. They close it for us. I just think that if you are going to advertise that your house comes with a pool, you should be willing to give that information. Oh, surely. Because why would, like, if you're going to say, oh, I have a pool, it's so great, but I'm not going to give you any information about it. Don't ask me for any information. Like, then don't advertise that you have a pool. No, I, so (laughs) we actually, so horror story time. And this is why it's important too. Like there's a benefit to every market. You know, there's, when I say market, there's a benefit to every time of year when you're selling. So I remember, it must've been several years ago at this point, um, we had lovely buyers who were looking at an antique property in Norwell. And actually they had an antique um, inspector come through and inspect everything. And um, they had a pool. Mm-hmm. So the sellers had a pool and my buyers wanted to open the pool up so that they can inspect, but it was winter. Mm-hmm. Um, we found out through having, so we weren't able to open the pool cover, but the the representation from the buy, the seller was that it was a gunite pool, which is a cement pool. It's not a lined pool. Um, they are, they tend to be a little bit more durable and you have their le- less maintenance. Mm-hmm. So before we opened it up, we were told that it was a gunite pool. We opened it up, 
clear as day. The liner was ripped off of the gunite, the quote-unquote gunite pool. Mm -hmm. So that seller never anticipated that we were going to ask a pool company to come out and lift that cover. Mm -hmm. Had we not done that, and grant, and we wouldn't have been able to do it if snow was snow was on the ground. Mm -hmm. It was winter, but it was maybe February, March, like towards the end of winter. So we were able to do that. Had we not done that, our buyers would have then been solely um, relying this information upon who the seller giving Mm -hmm. us that information. And they would have been in a world of hurt come Mm -hmm. opening the pool the next year. Yeah. Because that would have been a new liner. Granted, we can get into how can how can sellers lie about that stuff. Yeah. But that's a whole other topic. Okay. So in the summertime, you can inspect a pool. <laughs> um, what are other sort of obvious things that are more beneficial to inspect during the summertime than, than in the winter? In, in general, your foundation, I had said it earlier, your foundations, your footings for decking, um, that se- things that you wouldn't be able to see when you're snow covered. All insects, like you were saying, are dormant in the mm-hmm. winter. Almost all of them are dormant. So... Um, in the summertime, you tend to see if you're going to have any, you know, carpenter ant problems mm-hmm. or any insect problem in general. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't realize that you had that issue in the winter. So I would it's say, easier to see. I would say not even just the footings of these things. It's the actual decks, patios, walkways. Like, you can see them. True. If you see them, you can inspect it. There are areas of a home or even... Anyway, I'm just thinking, like, when I come here or when I'm at home, there are areas in the wintertime that you avoid because you know, like, they could be problematic for walking. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like you're not going in that direction, but that means that you're neglecting that area. So there could be something that's happening there that you don't know until the summertime. Um, In the summer, you can visibly see everything. So Well, it's one to be said for roofing, too. So if Mm -hmm. you have a layer of snow on the roof lot harder you can't really see what the condition of it is when you make your offer right but in the summer at least um you know you can fully see what's going on with the roof yeah yeah that's an important one to me yeah with the pool if it comes with a cabana or like a pool shed or anything yeah and most inspectors actually wouldn't inspect exterior units Mm -hmm. or accessory units not necessarily even if it um you know I'm not thinking like a two-family, but they typically don't do sheds. You have to let them know if it's a detached garage or potentially a cabana, If and they might charge a little bit more for it. But if it's space that you're I would think that you used, would want to inspect it, especially if they're saying that there's electricity out there, there's running water out there, there's oh, yeah. you know, heat or air conditioning or anything. Like I would want to know that those things are working because, like we said about the pool, things can be um, told that aren't true. So I would want to know that they are. <laughs> I 1,000% agree. Sometimes it's by omission. But yeah. it's, also, it's also nice in the summer is you get to see the landscape of the property. That has, especially nowadays, I do feel that um, buyers are spending a little bit more time, or people in general are spending a little bit more time at home. You know, we're still in our kind of post-COVID days mm-hmm. um, where they really want that nice nice backyard, nice outdoor space where they can spend time with friends, family, whomever, um, and really be able to enjoy themselves. So I think just being able to see what your landscape Mm -hmm. necessarily looks like Mm -hmm. is, you know, great. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Um, Yeah. What are we talking about? 
Landscape. <laughs> Landscape. <laughs> I was thinking about roofs still. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, but with the landscaping, like you're, like I said, you're able to see everything, and even like driveways, you'll be able to, they, like everything is clear. There's nothing, or there shouldn't be anything that is sort of hiding, mm-hmm. um, hiding anything that should be or is wrong. Yeah. Um, but uh, what else was I going to say? So, like, pests. I was going to go back to pests. Um, you can see, like, the damage, too. So, um, like, uh, you said carpenter. Um, carpenter ants. Yeah, like, all these things. Like, you can see the, the wood rot and the damage because it's not covered by snow. It's not covered. Like, even, I'm just thinking of, um, like, if you have windows to your basement and stuff, yeah. you'll be able to see, like, around them instead of, like, okay, so they didn't clear the snow away from the window or they didn't do any of that. So, like, you can't see if there's any damage there yeah so even in even in this winter or uh, yeah even in the winter if you're seeing any type of wood boring you know ac- activity or damage mm-hmm. you could potentially still see that on the interior but the pests themselves won't actually be there so you don't know if it's something yeah. that's currently going on or something that has already passed well you might be able to see how they're even entering so oh, 100%. um it might be easier to see see how they're getting in or getting out <laughs> in general. In general. How are, how are they getting to us? How are they getting to us? Um, but, yeah, I feel like it's easier to see that in the summertime, um, yeah. easier to see damage, um, whether it's wood rot um, around windows and doors or um, anything like that. And isn't it, like, if you, like, touch it, too? Like, if, if it's, it's soft. like, soft? Yeah. They have, so, um, wood rot is very, very easy to spot, and I think it's easier to spot in the summer only because... so. Notoriously, what a seller is going to want to do is that, you know, if they aren't able to replace it, they're going to want to at least paint it or put some putty where that wood rot existed in the winter. Putty? Yeah. So there's like, there's wood filler that you can try and use. A lot of people try and use um, putty or caulking or something like that. And then they paint over it. Mm. Um but I think I have a really trained eye at this one right now. And I'm like, no, I, I, I don't even know that. That sounds ridiculous to I'm me. Like, that's soft. That's soft. And <laughs> then they just paint it over. That's a soft window. Yeah. So, and that's usually, that's one thing in the winter that you kind of, you will see, um, or it will be harder to see because it's harder to get to those places mm-hmm. than it would be in the summer. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Well, did we talk about air conditioning? Yes. Oh, we did? <laughs> <laughs> We did talk about air conditioning. You can't, you can't. I know we talked about not having air conditioning. I just don't know if we actually went back to this, the the whole, yes, it has air conditioning and how wonderful that would be to be in a house with air conditioning doing a home inspection. I think, I think um, you're, what is that? You're losing Fre- it? No, you're Freudian right now. You're, uh, no, you're I like, think I'm just losing it. You're like, I really, you know, if I say AC a couple, <laughs> if I say AC a couple more times, then maybe eventually we'll put AC in my house or I'll, I'll envision but no, it's just cool. I, I, I have a I have a unit in my room. It's fine. Do you? Uh, yeah, you yeah. see it. <laughs> I'm going to your room. Um, no, but it is. It so even. Oh, the doorbell. Ten minutes. Um, but one thing that I actually loved on that you have on here is environmental. So in the summer, um, in the winter, you, we tend to have higher levels of radon. Yeah. Um, because. Um, gases are less likely to be able to escape when the ground is super, super saturated, whether it's with um, water or even snow. So we can see it very, it's trapped essentially. Like if the ground is frozen, the gases are trapped within the soil and they have nowhere to go, but they 
places that are most easily vented, which potentially could be the interior of a house. So we do tend to see higher radon levels in the summer. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the winter, I'm sorry. Um, in the summer, you have the, well, I shouldn't say you, radon gases have um, the ability to escape a little bit easier. So so the, the levels would be lower? Lower. In the summertime. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yep. So are um, radon inspections included in a normal home inspection? They are not. Uh-huh. So there's a couple of different um, inspections that you can do as a, as a buyer. You have your general home inspection, which is just going over the structure and the mechanicals of the house. You have um, a radon inspection, which is your environmental. You know, uh, radon is a naturally emitted gas that's coming from the ground. It's all around us, um, but it can be dangerous when it's trapped um, without ventilation. And um, then you have your pest inspections. So you have a, um, and some inspectors, not all inspectors, are certified to go around and you know look for any really wood boring pests that are going to damage uh, the sills of your house or the structure, the framing of the house. Mm-hmm. And then you could do a lead paint test. Uh-huh. So lead paint is um, was technically outlawed um, or stopped being used in 1978, but any house built prior to 1978, the assumption is if it hasn't been tested for that, um, it hasn't previously been tested for that it could exist on the property. Um, and then <laughs> every time, every time somebody talks about lead paint, I think about this Law & Order SVU episode where this kid he has lead paint, lead paint poisoning because he chews on his old cars, like old toy cars, because mm-hmm. they used to put lead paint on children's toys from like the 70s. And somehow in the year 2000, whatever, probably like 2004 when this episode <laughs> came out, they were still, this factory was still making lead paint toys, painting with lead paint because it was cheaper. It was cheaper, and I think they and they got sued because this kid got lead paint poisoning. I as think they he, should. Like, it's, people. it's dangerous, but um, <laughs> it is it it does exist. I mean, there is no doubt in my mind. Even when it's been painted over, so technically, like the um, idea is that you're encapsulating the lead paint. There still is a possibility if you know it's in a door jam or a window um, mm-hmm. window sill. If you're constantly moving and kind of grinding the paint up, you're creating a powder and a dust. Yeah. Uh, so that's the theory behind um, why you can test or if you should be testing. And we actually recently had um, we had a buyer who performed a lead paint test and found out that it was in a couple of different areas on the exterior and on the front door. Um, and as long for, it was for their information, mm-hmm. they just wanted to know and understand where it was, even knowing that. The, the unit had been converted or renovated in 2006. So even if something's fully renovated, something yeah. from its prior build could still exist. And they just used that for their information and said, okay, well, now I know. And now we It was know. just in the exterior? Um, the front door was the interior as well, but mm-hmm. then the rest of it was just the exterior. Interesting. Um, so does that mean the front door hasn't been painted since so probably 1978? Oh, 100% before it, that. It's probably been painted. But, but it had so many layers on it, and it, so it was underneath. Exactly. Interesting. Um, and sometimes you can tell if you have if you have an eye for it. You know, I walked into it, and I I walked into the unit immediately, and I said, this door was not replaced in 2006. 100%. Yeah. This is not <laughs> this a new... This has 20 layers of paint on it. This is not a new it. door. So <laughs> let's think that maybe if the unit was built in 1920, we could potentially be looking at something 
um, that's uh, we could be looking at something that has some lead paint there. Mm-hmm. And then it's up to you what, what you want to do with that information later on. Yeah. So the but these these inspections are not specific to summer. So obviously no. you can have any of these inspections done at any point in the year. Mary, as a buyer's agent, you do suggest that your buyers always get home inspections. Always. I think it's I think it's just good for knowledge uh, more so than anything. You know, you don't necessarily have to do. You know, it doesn't have to be a make or break. It's not pass or fail. Mm -hmm. It is, you know, no home inspection fails. It's just, you know, as (laughs) wonderful Steve Cook, um, who was with Imperial Inspection Services, he actually came and inspected uh, a two-family that we bought. And he said, you know, everything's reasonable if you get it for the right price. Yeah. (laughs) So what is the price in comparison to the amount of work that you actually have to do to the house? And are you happy with that price knowing what you have to do to it? That's interesting that you just said that because... Like I said earlier, I did a final walkthrough and we did have this whole list of things that we were like, okay, well, they left this, they left this, this is broken. We want this, remove everything. And then after being there for probably at least 45 minutes at this point, they sort of retracted a little bit and they were like, well, I don't want to seem like I'm nitpicking. Like, okay, so that would take us five seconds to take it down. They have to drive an hour to get here because they've already moved out to take that out. Like maybe, you know, we can take down this. Maybe we can get rid of this. Okay, they left a flag up. We'll take the flag down. Like, we'll do that. Like, it's about These are not, it's the more, there were like um, three like big thing, big ticket things that like needed to be removed. But like, it was, you know, little string lights What's like it? outside that like they didn't like they weren't attached to anything. They were just sort of left like yeah. it, like it's like okay, we don't need to. We got this at a really great, great situation. Like, so maybe we I should always like, say it's just it's about you know, your tolerance. It's okay. Level. Like we'll take it. Like you know. So we dwindled it down a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's it's funny that you said that because it, you might think in the moment like, oh seriously, watch it, and then you're like, okay, you know what? It's really not that big of a deal. We have a dumpster anyways. Like yeah. just throw the lights in there. Perspective just adds throw a the lot. curtain in there. Like throw the the area rug. Like, yeah. Are we really gonna tell somebody to come back and? Di- but it's the broken bird bath. It's the broken this. It's the broken that that's yeah. left behind that like needs to go. Um, so yeah. That's that. But yeah, you can have a you can have a home inspection, a you can pest do whatever inspection. You can do any you type want. of inspection. This was specific, you know, things that we think that are might be a little bit um, easier to see and inspect during the summertime. But um, you know, you can please, do any of these. You can do any, any of these. Any, any of these. point. Um, I do pool inspection. I do want to give you a minute um, to sort of go over any um, anything that you any listings, any buyers you want to talk about. Any, listings? any buyers? I don't oh. know. In um, search of. You, we we never say that. We never talk about any like. Hey, oh, if hey, you, if you have this home, maybe we have, have a buyer that's looking yeah. for. Yeah. X, Y, and Z. That would be a good one. That would be yeah. kind of fun to do. Yeah. Um, but we do have um, a couple listings that yep. you might want to talk about. So we have actually two units up in the Pope's Hill area of Dorchester, which is, you know, Sharon and I are OFD, um, but it's 44 Beltwell, and it's been completely, completely remodeled. Um, so we have two units there, uh, both being three bedrooms. Uh, we have w- the first floor unit is listed for 725 the second floor unit which actually consists of two floors um, is 775 and they both come with covered parking which is very very rare mm-hmm. in the city which is amazing um, 
So those are beautiful. We'll be doing open houses there this weekend. And then we actually, we've been talking about it for a really long time, and I'm really excited. I actually checked in on it today, but we have a development. It's uh, Cochise Estates in West Bridgewater, where we finally have our model home pretty much ready to go. They're just putting the final touches on it today. Um, It is a three-bedroom with an office. Uh, 2,400 square feet. It is gorgeous. It is absolutely gorgeous. It's listed for $8.99, and I am very, very hopeful that we will be able to do open houses there, if not this weekend, maybe next weekend. So I'm excited, and we'll do a whole new marketing plan for that so people can see the interior. Maybe, I'm just thinking out loud here, and all you guys can listen to this, but maybe we can, um, you and I can find time this week before the weekend to go there and do some sort of sneak peek and marketing things. I love that. Follow us on social media. I hear our music, so... Um, follow us, McNamara Broker Team, Boston Connect Real Estate. You can go to bostonconnect.com, find all of our contact information. You can go to talkrealestateroundtable.com, listen to any of our past shows. Thank you so much, Mary. I don't know why I'm saying thank you, but thanks for hanging yeah, thanks out. For thanks for being me. my friend. Thanks for <laughs> li- working here. I almost said living, but thanks for living here with me. And yeah, stuff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, everyone. Have a good night.